Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to our Uncharted Discussion episode of Empower to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Al-Basha, and I'm still with the lovely Kelly Markey. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Hannah. Kelly is an author and a public speaker. And uh, as we were talking in our last episode and even um, in between recordings, we were talking about discrimination. Um, so Kelly, you grew up, you were born and grew up in South Africa, and then you moved to New Zealand. And then now you're an immigrant in Australia. So you've relocated there. And, and this is where your life is. And um, you spoke in the first episode about uh, the movement of Black Lives Matter. And I think with everything else that's happening in the world, discrimination, forms of racism, any type of you are less than me um, attempts at, uh, at kind of making people feel less than around the world have been coming more and more into the spotlights. They're being shone a light on, but more importantly, people are speaking up about them and there are others who are actually doing something about it. Can you tell us a bit more about your experiences with um, discrimination? Yeah, sure. So um, sadly, I guess when when people talk about apartheid or discrimination, I think lots of people from the neck of wood that I come from naturally gravitate towards South Africa. I grew up in that apartheid regime, but because it was apartheid, we lived in segregated communities. So mm -hmm. I went to an all Indian school. We lived in an all Indian community. And, you know, uh, if you went to the supermarket, that's the only demographic you saw. Uh, same with schooling, the whole shebang. It was very rarely while I was growing up that we actually had that melting cosmopolitan pot. And moving overseas, uh, I have to admit, this was like my first real experience to uh, get into the real world where everyone, mm -hmm. you know, came in and basically was on a level field. So for the first time in my life, I got to actually experience discrimination and uh, uh, I wouldn't want to say, um, you know, racism, but it, it was definitely racism hmm. outside of South Africa, in New Zealand and Australia. And we think that, you know, it's not part of it. Even when I wrote my book and I had to give a, a brief bio of what, who I am and what the book is and people's jaw dropped and they were like, wow, in New Zealand and Australia. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, Yes, it may rain in South Africa, but we were not exposed to it because we were in our own community. And, yeah. um, and sadly, it's still apparent. It's still apparent in uh, corporate structures everywhere you go. And people have just learned to either just turn a blind eye or not care about it. 
Hmm. So we need to address it. And, you know, my book delves deeper into some of the situations that I've lived through. And I've talked about, you know, the emotions that I felt at the time, but also the lessons that I got out of it. And I think people are connecting to the book because they can see how genuine and real um, the experience is, and they have lived through the same thing. So what are a couple of lessons that you can share with us that you have come up with or that you have learned through your experiences? Yeah, look, when I was very young and in New Zealand, I was um, involved in a kind of not really a car crash, but I was in a a lane indicating to turn um, and a motorbike was straddling the two lanes. Hmm. So he wasn't there. And when I looked, he wasn't there. So I, uh, you know, proceeded to move my car and he came racing down and uh, he didn't have insurance. So we had to go to court. So this is a classic example. And then he came to court with his father and his brother representing him. And then the judge was there who was a male and they were all, you know, Westerners. So here I was, this um, person, I was uh, called up to give, you know, uh, an account of what happened, drew on the whiteboard. And all the details were there. There was no ambiguity. But yet the judge couldn't make a decision. He had to adjourn it and said, okay, we'll get, um, you know, more information. And also the motorbiker was actually claiming for damage of his leather outfit, his helmet, and having months off work. So he wanted to basically claim all of this for my insurance. And I was like, but that's not what happened. His things were not even damaged, Hmm. none of his gear. And I was so upset, I walked away and I genuinely thought that the judge would do the right thing because he he knew what had happened and there was a witness and the witness was in court as well who you know saw what happened and the guy wasn't injured and the next time we had to go to court I wasn't available I had to work and I couldn't take another day off work and the judge decided in favor of him so basically he got a payout and all of that from my insurance. And I guess the lesson I got out of there is that no matter how authentic I am, no matter how honest I am, no matter what's on paper, no matter who the witness is, I'm never gonna win because of my skin color. Hmm. And, And they actually, when I was walking out of that court, I actually had my insurance as well. My insurance, who's supposed to represent me, was a Westerner. And he said to me, don't you know that motorbikes ride in between two lanes? And it was actually, at that time in New Zealand, illegal for motorbikes to straddle lanes. And I Mm -hmm. knew that. So imagine my insurance company telling me that. So very early I realized that this is a mountain that I cannot climb or it's a losing battle and it just went on but I had to every day make peace and then I had to just dig deep and say you know what yeah 
it's my insurance who's supposed to be representing me. I just have to take it in my stride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, there are, there are, as you said, there are many situations where we just, I don't think we, we necessarily have to make peace with the, with the status quo, but I think we have to find a way to live with it or change it. And we know that change does not happen overnight. We know that change takes possibly even generations to, to be effective. But um, as you said, there are opportunities where there are instances where they show up and they rub us the wrong way on so many levels. But then there are others that we say, that's it. As, as you were sharing in the first episode, I was like, nope, that's it. This is where it stops. And this is where I draw the line and put the boundary for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So from your perspective, then the, the last thing I want to ask you about now, pouring it out all into a book. And now, as you said, the book was, uh, was on the bestseller list on a number of categories within the first few hours of it being uh, published. How has that experience been for you? And do you feel like this could be one of those opportunities where you could be creating the impact that you would like to fight discrimination with? Absolutely. So it it is changing mindsets already. I've, I've started a international book tour. I've sold out in certain countries and all of my books sold out. I had to get uh, back orders. And um, it, it speaks to the heart. So people are reading it. People are reading it for the third and fourth time. It has 25 self-help tools as well. But I think it's the it's the core message that's really making people stop and ponder. So just last week, I met a, a beautiful woman that uh, purchased my book and the journal and she looked at the size of the sheer size of my book and she goes, wow, this will take me a year to read. And a few days later, she messaged me and she said, wow, I cannot put this book down. I'm almost three quarters into it and wow. I've learned I've learned so many things. She's like, I've also made so much of notes. I've got so many pearls of wisdom that I want to work on myself. And she goes, and I also want to purchase several other copies to give to other people. So that's just one classic example, but it's in every other country. I'm getting people that have never read for 30 years. I'm getting husbands that are stealing the books off the wives <laughs> and reading it and reading it for the second or third time. I'm getting people that are purchasing it in bulk to give it out to schools, to prisons. It's been amazing. That's an amazing experience. And I hope it continues to create that triple impact effect that you had or the intention that you had for it when you sat and poured your heart out in 10 days over the computer. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah, it is. It's having that effect. In fact, most of the readers uh, read the book and they go, um, are you writing another one? So we so want to hear, you know, more of what you have to say. So I guess 80% of my readers have contacted me and asked me to write another book and I have written another book. So wow, congratulations. Um, yeah. So I'm sure we will chat in the future. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll we'll get you back when you have your second book out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your heart. And um I wish that the 
this impact continues for you and and you create those waves of people who wake up to themselves and to connecting with their true self as well and realizing that um, life could mean a lot more for them too absolutely yes it's so awakening that's exactly what we need exactly thank you so much and um can't wait for everyone to see the episode and to share the message across as always um i think we ended this we ended with this message the first episode but let's end it with it again live authentically live with a lot of integrity and um don't shy away from showing up with the true you because there are people who are waiting for you to show up and there are people who will be connecting with you accordingly so as always wishing you love abundance and prosperity i'll see you next time bye for now thank you for listening to the empowered to grow podcast for further engagement with a tribe of empowered women join my facebook group empowered to grow or visit my website www.hananelbasha.com i'll catch you on the next episode and until then know that empowered you empowers others love abundance and prosperity to you all